Welcome everybody to Microsoft Presents Pods Unchained. Oh, <laughs> you got the vaccine there? I did earlier today. Oh man, well hey, welcome to the Gates family. Welcome everybody to Pods Unchained, where we talk about everything Gods Unchained, NFTs, blockchain gaming, and uh, Windows 10. I'm your host, mm. Copper Pitch, and joining me as always as my fellow host, Caution Fun. Caution, how are you doing today? Uh, it's a mixed bag, Copper, if I can be honest with you, but I'm always happy to be here with you. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you as well. Uh, well, before we get started, I have to give you an amazing uh, applause round of applause here uh 24 out of 25 in the weekend ranked second place not a bad weekend uh, <laughs> thank you so much uh for the kind words there um yeah uh it's unfortunately I i'm willing to guarantee it is the least thrilled that anybody's ever been about going 24 out of 25 you sound a little um, bit disappointed yeah um and yeah if you wouldn't mind giving me a bit of a soapbox here i can explain why um because i mean yeah no i like i've gotten 23 wins a handful of times i've never gotten 24 wins prior to this weekend and um you would think like wow what a run like you know that, that's something special i'll probably you know be really really stoked on that but unfortunately like, and i had a bunch of great games along the way a lot of really fun games a lot couple comebacks um unfortunately like that's not going to be the thing i remember most about this past weekend um mm. the thing i remember most is going to be my one loss and uh that's because you know I, i'm fine with losing you know uh it happens you know 30 percent of the time or so uh but and then my one loss this weekend during my run of 25 games was due to a bug. Oof. Um, my opponent was using the reanimate God power, uh, oh, which, boy. you know, people have been reporting for the past few weeks that, uh, you know, has been causing soft locks. And uh, even when it doesn't cause soft locks or disconnects, it can cause issues like not being able to access the sanctum uh, not being able to play certain cards in your hand. And um, that was the particular issue I ran into. And um, again, like there's no way to know for 100% certain, but I'm about 95% certain that if I was able to play the card in my hand that was locked, I would have won that game. Oh. I would have had, you know, a perfect weekend run, which uh, that's know, the dream. Definitely be something special. Absolutely. That's what we're all striving for, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah unfortunately um yeah my 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 game bugged on a uh, really consequential turn i lost a lot of tempo and uh ended up losing the game there Oof. um which is just so enormously frustrating and um i mean i i probably should have prefaced this with i know that gods unchained is in beta um you know, we, we've both been playing for a long time. We know what we sign up for every weekend, you know, when we <laughs> head into the arena. But regardless, um, if there are god powers or cards mm. that break the game, 
in like any capacity and with any kind of consistency and it's going to continue to be this structure where there are these three-day windows with consequential games that have financial stakes just unlive those cards and or god powers it's simple as that. I mean, they've showed in the past that they have the ability to do that. In fact, <laughs> the god power that caused me issues was uh, my opponent using reanimate. Like I said, I've also seen people reporting bugs that uh, discovery has been causing issues. So something to do with those void interaction god powers. Um, you know, we, we've seen them unlive reanimate in the past for extended periods of time because it was causing soft locks and the like. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're only going to have 25 consequential games per week, it really hurts to have even one affected by a bug. And that can be prevented. Just unlive the god power if you can't find a solution during the week. And then, you know, use the week to try to figure out how to fix it. And, uh, you know, collect those in-game bug reports and collect those game logs and, uh, you know make strides towards fixing it. Again, I know we're in beta. I'm not expecting a perfect game, but if you're aware of an imperfection that can directly affect the outcome of the only competitive format that you have, um, it just seems all too logical to me to unlive those god powers or those cards. Um, and uh, so I guess this is my <laughs> this is my plea to the uh, immutable team for uh, next weekend, because we did just receive a game update that fixed issues with Delve mechanics, but they acknowledged, it says right here, uh, 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 wait, let me find it, okay. <laughs> there is a small set of issues involving void interactions that will be addressed in a future stability release, uh, which means yeah. it's not addressed in this release, so please just unlive those god powers for the weekend so nobody can end up on the receiving end of a bug, like, unfortunately... Uh, I was the quote unquote victim of this past weekend. Uh, thank you for thank you for your time and uh, thank you for coming to my TED talk. I've got I've got I've got my own TED talk now then. Um so I did the math real quick based on my chart and uh, you lost out on $33.90 worth of equity. Of course it could be even much more than that depending on what those packs that you lost out on held. Um but the same exact thing happened to me just a few weeks ago. I talked about it on this podcast where I lost out on some like $40 also of equity because of a void bug. Uh, specifically, it was Half-Life and Half-Life has been unlived in the past because it caused bugs. Uh, someone played Half-Life. My entire game froze. I couldn't do anything. I didn't get a turn. Uh, I didn't even see that they used Half-Life. Like, everything completely froze. Nothing happened on my side of the screen until suddenly my turn ended, even though I didn't have a turn. Like, suddenly it was his second turn in a row, and then <laughs> I went into his void and saw that he had used Half-Life. And uh, it was it was the most bizarre thing. Like, it was just so buggy after that, and I ended up losing a game that I was probably... I. Th it's Again, it's always hard to say. You never know what could have happened, but... Uh, I had a nice board clear coming up and then probably would have been in control. Uh, that ended up not happening because I didn't get a turn. And and then there you go. I lose $40 of equity. And the way that they have this set up, like you said, it's just three days. It's those 25 games that are the most important. Uh, I did a, a YouTube video a couple months ago about uh, how much you can earn. And it turns out that 
you can't earn that much during the week. Uh, I think I think I figured out it was something like a dollar fifty per hour, or it was a little less. I think it was just under a dollar fifty per hour. Um, in fact, yeah, it was a dollar forty nine. Uh, I have it right here. So, if you earn only a dollar forty nine per hour, but then in the weekend ranked in just about a four-hour window, you could probably play all 25 games. That's about how long I think it takes me every single week. You can easily earn, uh, you know, even if you're just like Twilight Shadow and you get 16 wins, that's over $25 worth of prizes. Um, which, yeah, definitely the majority of, you yeah. know, any income or revenue is going to come from the weekend ranked. And, Absolutely. Yeah, that, to your point, I, I like. I'm sure it, we're not the only ones that's happened to. All it mm -hmm. takes is one scroll through the bugs channel in the uh, to yeah. your Discord to know that that's the case. Um, so yeah, I mean, any steps that they can take to mitigate uh, the effects of bugs, um, whether it's you know increasing the sample size of games taken into consideration during the weekend ranked event, uh, or just all-out preventative maintenance and just That's unlock like. the cards or yes. god powers that are known issues. Um, some sort of action on that front uh, definitely needed, in my humble opinion. I mean, for sure. If, they, if they're acknowledging, hey, there's something wrong with the Void, and then, like, they've had to unlive Half-Life in the past, maybe unlive Half-Life. It doesn't seem like it would be that difficult. Now, I know that uh, Chris Clay has in the past said the reason that they can't just unlive stuff willy-nilly is because it actually would break everyone's decks. Uh, right now, there's no mechanic in place to prevent it from like actually deleting the whole deck if someone has that card in their deck. Uh, so basically, they didn't want to unlive cards because it would just go through your whole entire... Uh, collection or your workshop of all your decks and if you had five decks or whatever that had that card in it even if it wasn't a big part of that deck uh, suddenly your deck is just missing and you'll be very sad about it which is fair but then maybe change that because that was yeah, seems, months ago it seems like a small price to pay for yeah, exactly and i agree insurance on the weekend i agree if you're going to cost somebody actual money which i mean i get it this is a game I get it. You can play it for free. You can be a free-to-play player, but you can't bill a game and call it play-to-earn if you then interfere with earnings that could have been prevented. Yeah, or even just the um, the integrity of the competition. Like, Even if there were no monetary value assigned to the prizes, it was still, for me personally, this past weekend, you know... Uh, second place at 24 out of 25 hmm. versus first place at 25 out of 25. Um, just that alone, like whether you're playing for pride or playing for earnings, which yeah. <laughs> I happen to be doing a bit of both there as an unemployed fella. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it hurts. It's frustrating. And um, again, like I, I, I keep having to remind myself, I went 24 out of 25. That is so excellent. It's better than I've ever done. Um, it, it, I shouldn't leave that run frustrated. That just shouldn't happen and um, can be easily prevented. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely disappointing. Um, yeah, Do I... Do anything I, happier to talk about? I mean, <laughs> uh, I, the week that I came in ninth, or the week after I came in ninth, it was the week after I came in ninth, uh, that I would have come in the top ten again, a second straight week in a row. And, and talking about pride, I mean, that's that's a huge... 
prideful accomplishment. You know, it's not easy to come in the top 10. Uh, if there's like about 6,000, I think, active people playing on the weekend ranked now, um, you know, coming in top 10 two times in a row, that's that's not easy. So unless it, unless you're Mirage, unless you're Mirage eighty eight, in which case that's that's not even an accomplishment twice in a row. That's that's just <laughs> a given. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a bummer to to lose out on money and on accomplishment. That sense of like, man, you it's like it's like if you're about to bowl a perfect game, and then like some dumb kid like walked into your lane and like kicked one of your pins over. <laughs> <laughs> you're like what the heck I was just about to roll the game of my life and uh, honestly it's it's really it's really like a perfect game getting 25 out of 25 it's uh, it's an it's an accomplishment that we all would love to have and that only three people in the whole entire world have ever done so uh, yeah keep chasing yeah. it caution good luck maybe you'll get it one day <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I'm certainly going to try my best this next weekend, and um, hopefully if I lose, it's, you know, by my own hand. Yeah. That's all I can say to that. No, um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, quick transition to some better news there. Um, the the Mudman there, speaking of coming in second place, uh, there was a community tournament this past weekend. It was the first edition of the Play to Earn League tournament hosted on communitygaming.io. And uh, my TS teammate, big shouts to the Mudman, uh, came in second out of 256 players in uh, that tournament. So uh, in the past three community tournaments, TST uh, going number number two, number one, and number two, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Please correct me if I am. But uh, nevertheless, just excited to see another strong showing. And uh, big props to the Mudman there for uh, making it out. Uh, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be Bonk came in first place, then Caution Fun came in second place, and now the Mudman coming in second place. Uh, quick correction, I, I I also came in first place. Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but didn't Bonk also come in first place? Yeah, I was thinking Mirage came in second in the previous. Uh, we're doing well. You're doing let's pretty just, good. Let's, let's just say let's you're doing pretty freaking good. <laughs> uh, I have actually not entered into any of these tournaments. They are all at very bad times for me it's typically the only window during the weekend that i get to play my 25 ranked games is basically like saturday afternoon so even this one this weekend i just signed up for the first one that i think i'm gonna do but it's just uh, it's at a bad time and i want to do my 25 games because i want those packs for the next set and you gotta play fast decks i gotta play fast decks and unfortunately uh Let's just talk about Ramp Magic just for a little bit if you want to go on more of a rant because I think Ramp Magic is quite busted. Um, I know that you did not actually play Ramp Magic to come in second place. Uh, uh, you actually deception. Yeah. So it's nice to see someone playing something different, but I also wonder if the time at which you played, which I don't know when you played, but I played on Friday and Sunday. Friday and Sunday. So I, I does that affect people play? Because all I ran into all weekend was ramp magic. I didn't know. I ran if, into a fair bit of ramp magic. Luckily, okay. Atlantean Deception is pretty well equipped. To a lot of ward. It. Yeah, a lot of ward for sure. A, a lot of ward. Face touched golem. Big MVP. Um, it has uh, Helia also coming in clutch during mm. those later turns, waking up stuff that's been slept by Demogorgons. Mm. 
And uh, probably the most important, I would say, is a lot of people tend to stick Sip of Elixir on their Shadow Scryers or their Pyramid Wardens, and you have Umber Era. So if you can take Whoa. that and take their ramp and their card draw, like that might be enough to set you for the rest of the game in some in some uh, capacity there. Yeah, interesting. I generally try and uh, get them on those Mana Toads, but yeah, of course you got to put them on whatever targets you got available. But you do have exactly. to be careful for those Umber Arrows. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, that's pretty cool, though. I'm glad to hear, really, really happy to hear that uh, you played something other than Ramp Magic. Uh, I played Ramp Magic because I want packs from the next set, and I feel like my hands are tied. I did play Control Nature to come in ninth place a few weeks back when Ramp Magic was still running amok, but honestly, I think Ramp Magic just spanks Control Nature, and... Uh, Again, I just I want those free packs for the next set, so I feel like I don't have many options. Maybe I could play Atlantean Deception. I'm definitely going to check that out for sure. Yeah, give it a try. It's the most fun I've had playing a deck in a long time. Big shouts to Apollo, by the way, for putting together the original list. All I did was uh, I swapped out one Ashen Drake for a Helia. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, did no see... small sample size. It's like I I think I'm. At last, like I checked, I think it was like fifty-three and three with the deck. Yeah, overall. that sounds about what I saw. And one of them was a bug. Don't forget. So, oh. <laughs> the, the deck plays itself. You know, it's wow. so nice. Now, this is going to be a little bit of gotcha journalism, but you claim that you love the Rolling Watcher, but there's only one Rolling Watcher in your deck. Care to comment on that, Caution Fun? Um, I would point you to my most recently played deck, which is a Atlantean Enrage list put together by a friend of the program, Crumpy Lumpkins, uh, which features two Rolling Watchers, and I have an even better record with. So, <laughs> you know, I, even, I feel like only one better. Rolling Watcher might be a shortcoming in that Atlantean Deception Ooh. deck. I think there's room to improve. Yeah. Respect the rock. Yeah, Pebbles, uh, Pebbles needs a, a friend, I think. Uh, we got one coming in the next set. <laughs> He's looking a little... She's looking a little lonely, excuse me. She's oh, a she. <laughs> that's, that's right. Sentient plant monster. <laughs> Very nice. Um, well, that that's it's still great news. It's still good to hear that you guys are are doing so good. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I'll be able to play in this tournament this Saturday. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, fingers crossed. And um, if you, if anybody and anybody listening, uh, you know, gets to this before Saturday, um, at time of recording, there were just about eighty slots left. Um, this is the third edition of the Champions League tournament hosted on CommunityGaming.io. It's free to enter. You got nothing to lose. So uh, head on over there, hop in the tournament, and uh, hopefully, Copper and I will see you on Saturday. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome to run into some people, uh, listeners of the podcast. For sure. Let us um, know if you uh, get matched up with us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Feel free to reach out. Um, and Copper, I, I wanted to ask you there. Um, I know you and Triggerhaven have that Madness of the Gods 4 tournament coming up. Um, is it this coming weekend ranked event that serve as the qualifiers? So we're still waiting on official prizing uh, confirmation. So I believe... We're looking at the 23rd, which is next weekend ranked, will be the qualification round. Um, don't quote me on that for sure, though I did see Trigger say something about it. Uh, I would I would refer you to Trigger Haven's uh, Discord 
Uh, I know he posted something about it, so I'm trying to stall for time while I scroll through his Discord. <laughs> but That's basically, you, go you to his go Discord. To sign up anyway. That's yeah, true. Exactly. That's true. Get there, sign up. Uh, there will be uh, there will be some some news soon for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. He he said a quick update. This was two days ago. He said I'm still waiting for news on pricing before I advertise official start times for the event. IMX testing has put our little event on the back burner while the kinks are ironed out. Uh, so it it might be a week or two still until we get official confirmation about the exact pricing. But uh, rest assured, it will be happening shortly. And uh, so make sure you're pre-registered to get to get pinged the second that signups become available because I think it's going to happen quick. I think it's going to – Trigger's going to post something that says, all right, you got to be registered within the next 24 hours or something. So if you're not uh, pre-registered, you're going to miss it. So get into Trigger Haven's Discord, pre-register. That'll give you a uh, role in his Discord, which he will then tag and tell everybody when it's time, and then uh, you'll be good to go. Oh, excellent. Um, that's good news. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later, because uh, I heard there's a TS tournament a brewing. I know. I'm, that, I'm uh, pumped for it. Oh, I hope so, man. It should be a it should be a blowout. I'm excited. Oh, that's one I'm definitely not gonna miss. Good man. Yeah, you, this is your redemption arc. I'm excited to witness it. <laughs> I've got my I've got my ticket punched already for the TST tournament, unless that's not how the tournament works. In which case, uh, I'm going to beg you to let me in. <laughs> no begging necessary. You're auto included, Please, man. I'll sign up for you if Please. I need to. Hashtag witness the pitch. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's going to be big, man. I can't wait. Um, I think we should talk about the big ticket item this week, which uh, is... I thought we already did. I, I, I went 24 <laughs> to 25. No, we're, we're done about listening about to you whine about stuff. We're going to talk about the uh, real, <laughs> the real, for, the real uh, big uh, first week of IMX. IMX launched pretty much exactly one week ago to this minute. Uh, I think in about 20 minutes from now. Maybe I forget when it launched something like that. I remember it like it was last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it launched. Uh, so let's talk about first impressions. What the, how do you feel about it? How do you feel that the whole event went? How do you feel about the website? How do you feel about your interactions with the smart contract? Um, I mean, I know, I, I know that some people, um, I heard some firsthand accounts of people experiencing some issues with uh, <clears> me. Getting... <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting their initial ETH deposits. Oh, and, not me and for that cleared. one. Um, I know people had some issues uh, purchasing cards and uh, them showing up in their collection. Does that mm, apply to you? Conrad? Yeah, that one sounds real familiar. Gotcha. But um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm pleased to report uh, my experience has been mostly seamless. Um, there are a couple purchases of mine that haven't showed up in my collection in the client. But um, I know the team uh, is aware of those issues, and they are working hard on a solution there. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, by the time people are listening to this, there has been a, a push that you know solves those issues and related issues. But um, yeah, I mean, first impressions of the exchange itself. Um, I was a bit surprised at just how bare bones the 
search functionality was. Um, yeah. The, I, I figured there would at least be like some filtering Filters. and some sorting options. Yeah. Uh, but now nah, it's mostly just search individual cards and uh, scroll from cheapest listing to most expensive listing, which again, like was not the most convenient if you were uh, trying to bargain hunt. Yeah. But it also, uh, I think it provided for some opportunities there in the sense that people couldn't just camp on like, mm. you know, uh, cheapest gold, you know, Helia or whatever, and just like refresh and wait for a cheap listing to pop up. You actually had to, you know, put in some work and some effort. So uh, I, I think that actually might have benefited me, hmm. uh, at least in the short term, in that, um, I mean, I feel like I got some deals that I would classify as steals uh, that I was pretty excited about. Um, that I, I don't think I would have gotten to first if there was that, you know, increased search and uh, filter functionality. So. I do wonder if bots will become an issue in the future with, like, increased functionality. If yeah, you... you're not wrong. If it's all conducted through the API, I don't see any reason why somebody wouldn't be able... Somebody smarter than me, obviously, looking yeah. at you, Rid, um, <laughs> wouldn't be able to program a bot to uh, take advantage of listings below a certain price point or something or other. Yeah. Um, but, hey, in the meantime, uh, it, you know, it pays to be early. And, um, yeah, I'm honestly, like, as, like, you know, just the buying and selling experience has been just a godsend um the amount of trades that i've made <laughs> i know um well we looked up this statistic uh just before there um uh, immutable x had saved uh its users a little over four hundred and fourteen thousand dollars in gas fees and that was just the first yeah. 24 hours yeah that's crazy nuts and uh I, I mean i would i don't think it's any exaggeration to, any exaggeration to say like just me personally it's saved me probably upwards of a thousand dollars in gas fees um wow you know i i sold a couple of my uh three actually of my golden legendaries that i you know packed from uh various rewards there and uh i bought a lot of meteorite replacements mm. uh some more speculative some thinking about future giveaways and the like um but i mean just being able to look at a card See the price is 0. 0.0065 and purchase it and that's the entire amount that's deducted from your account i mean for now just beautiful yeah yeah i mean but even <laughs> i have to put a little asterisk that, there even considering the uh you the know exchange fee. fees yeah. that will eventually be implemented for sure it comes nowhere as close to you know multiplying the actual cost by like oh, five yeah. or six times when you include yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you can actually I, buy common cards it's amazing. yeah yeah I, I bought a couple shadow commons uh to fill mm. out my collection there um a couple that i'm pretty fond of got a, i got a shadow uh foreign diplomat for uh a, a little over 60 cents worth of eth and all it cost uh -huh. me was 60 cents worth of ETH. it was amazing it's amazing there's no other word to describe it just an amazing feeling um well, my initial impressions of the website were they sent us an email in November that the that the alpha was going to be ready in November or December. And so, like, if it was ready in November or December, 
and four months have gone by and they don't have filters or searchable like what were they going to roll out in december i have a my suspicion is that they have that functionality built in and they just removed um, it that I, I i feel like they released it as simplified as possible uh, uh intentionally just to make sure that the core functionality you know people purchasing listings and those listings appearing in their inventory <laughs> and the opposite end of the trade receiving their ethereum in exchange um, just making sure yeah. that those core functions work before they add, you know, any additional functionality, probably to avoid things like, you know, bots and, you know, uh, just too much, I guess, pressure on the servers or the API or uh, the smart contract itself, just minimizing the things that they might have to troubleshoot or, uh, you know, bugs yes. they might have to squash. That's fair. Um, what do you think that, about... That's just my best guess, of What course. do you think about... Well, I mean, okay. Then I have to say then that, yes, I have never received any of the cards that I've purchased, and I'm sure that they're working on it. But Do uh, they show up in your inventory on the website? Only on the website, but not on okay. Cards Unchained, which Cards Unchained reads your address, and it's looking at IMX because it knows all the prices of cards sold on IMX, so that confuses me. Um... It makes but me, now you, it makes you me have nervous. trial cards that are stored on IMX uh -huh. that are in your collection that you've opened from packs, right? Does it show those on Cards Unchained? I yeah, uh, yeah, 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 because Cards Unchained shows you like your estimated um, like value of your Trial of the Gods collection based on gotcha. IMX. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So I thought, oh, okay, well, that reads IMX, so therefore it must show me the things that I purchased, which I'm missing... Eris and Bartleys, uh, and because I wanted to complete my Trial of the Gods collection so badly, I like paid like four x what a Bartleys is going for now, uh, on day one just so I could have it, and uh, still don't have it. So that feels bad. Yeah, that leads me to believe that uh, Cards Unchained is reading the same endpoint that the client itself is reading yeah um, you know if it shows on the website but doesn't show in either of those two places um it's the api or something it must be luckily um you know I, i'm i'm pretty pretty much willing to guarantee that you do have you know ownership of those cards so yeah you can rest easy knowing that your collection is complete uh unfortunately you just can't flex that complete collection just yet i know uh, everybody you know, else streamer been, <laughs> everybody else has been <laughs> posting in my discord like the 150 out of 150 and i'm like i have 148 out of 150 that's cool too right guys right <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> i think it's cool copper thank you caution <laughs> no worries man oh god um, I, I was able to pick up a couple things. I would have picked up more, but I just, I'm nervous. I mean, again, I don't think I'm not going to get these cards, but like, it, it's like, I don't want to be spending tons of money on something I don't get. So I did pick up a, a handful of a card that I believe will be good in the future. Um, like what? Oh, we're going to talk about it for sure. Uh, oh. <laughs> I've got a whole bullet point here that I didn't write down that, uh, I want to know, <laughs> <laughs> uh what card do you think is your best speculative buy and have you bought like in bulk anything that you think ooh this one's going to be worth a lot in the future um 
<laughs> so I've had this real issue since Immutable X opened in that uh, whatever I sell, I've been taking like 50% of the revenue that I take in and just buying pious giants. That's what I've I just, been buying too. I just, I just keep buying pious giants. I already have too many and I just keep getting a couple here and there. I got Same. a couple of gold ones on day one. Oh, nice. Uh, somebody sold me two gold pious giants for 0.1 ETH. So, I mean, Ooh. big shouts to whoever that was out there. It really did a guy a favor. Um, wow. Yeah, I picked up a couple of shadows, uh, picked up a bunch of meteorite copies. Um, I think it'll be not only a great card uh, in competitive play mm. going forward, but also I like you know I can't think of a better card for uh, future stream giveaways or maybe tournament prizes, just because you know it's neutral, it mm. fits in like damn near any mid range deck. It can even be your top end in an aggro deck. It could even be a one of in a control deck if you feel like you're going to pick up enough favor to justify it by six mana. Yeah, um, it's just like a, an incredibly flexible card, and uh, when it comes down as a nine-nine with Ward, I mean, <laughs> yeah, your opponent's in trouble. They better be way ahead, or uh, yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, it, it's that's exactly uh, my thoughts too. I had been thinking about that card for a while. It was kind of my target card, and when I played the weekend rank this weekend, uh. A lot of people were playing Pious Giant, and every time that they played it, I was in huge trouble. Uh, so immediately after I played my weekend ranked games, I picked up some Shadow Pious Giants, picked up a bunch of Meteorites. I can't say I have any golds, though, so I'm a little bit sad about that, a little bit jelly. Uh, but that's all right. I got some I got some Meteorites and some Shadows. Of course, they haven't shown up in my account. But uh, in theory, I'll have some <laughs> Meteorites and Shadows at some point. So, you should pick up some more theoretical meteorites and shadows, and then you can just fuse golds. Later I on. know. I'm pretty excited for fusing too. I, I've been thinking about buying cards with the intent to fuse them in the future, but I just can't quite bring myself to do it. I I think this would be a great topic for a future episode. In fact, it would be a great topic. Uh, I'm confident of can that. We, can we tease it? Uh, yeah, let's tease it. We should definitely, in a future episode coming soon to Pods Unchained, Caution Fun and Copper Pitch discuss, is fusing worth it? Oh. <laughs> That's uh, a deep cut. It is. There's a, there's there's like a <laughs> lot of a game theory that people talk about when it comes to fusing and, and you know, just... Eh. But like also things look prettier when they're fused. And in, so pretty. And in theory... In the future, hopefully they make them even prettier with like parallax, which is something that I'm still holding my breath for. Um, and something that some of us might not be super sure what it means. So if you wouldn't mind explaining what exactly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. parallax is. So if you've ever seen uh, my Badger versus Eagle card that I made, uh, I made a diamond card with parallax. So I cut out all the different shapes, the eagle, the badger, the man, the background, and then uh, they kind of all move around a little bit, uh, uh, not with each other, but to make it look like pieces of the card are moving and coming at you. It looks like the it looks like that eagle is really hunting down that uh, man who's running away from the badger and eagle. 
so like a lot of other card games that are on the internet, uh, I guess I'll just mention them. Uh, sponsored ad. If you guys haven't played Hearthstone, make sure you check out the hottest game from Blizzard, Hearthstone. Do you like to not own your cards? <laughs> Do you like supporting Hog Kong? <laughs> so, uh, also Magic the Gathering guys. Arena, by the way. Yeah, whatever. But I'm not. Gonna, uh, just just in case anybody was still maybe a little bit confused after that. So parallax is the effect whereby the position or direction of an object appears to differ when viewed from different positions. So I, I think I understand what you're saying there. A bit of like a 3D effect, a little yeah. more lifelike. Yep. Okay, I understand. Anima- it's it's basically cool. basically animation uh, and or where you kind of move the card around and depending on like where on the screen or where your mouse cursor is, like pieces of the card could kind of angle or tilt or uh move towards those things oh man that would oh like, man like I, it's not hard to like, it sounds like no oh, that'd be so hard to do but first of all i don't think it would be i mean i proved it i did multiple cards uh myself and i'm dumb uh and <laughs> and second of all i had to go through and cut out all the different layers and i've heard and i do not know if this is true but i've heard and in I want to say it came from a source in the Discord and someone sent me a screenshot of an official source saying this, so I believe it might be true, but I, again, can't be 100% sure. Uh, but they said all of their cards are already in layers, so they so they could introduce parallax. Like, they wouldn't have... I had to go through and, like, carefully outline the eagle's wings and its head and its feathers and then outline the badger and its feet and its claws and its everything and then I had to outline the man and I had to outline the background and then I had to fill in the background with fake backgrounds that there's not a hole when the man moves away from the hole so I had to like learn how to fill a art uh, with more of the same looking art (laughs) if there's a hole cut out from it Uh, they don't have to do that they have yeah, as, every as a non-creative you're blowing my mind so many times over right now <laughs> it took um, me it took me like a mere 30 minutes to figure out how to do all this stuff by googling it uh and i had it ready for badger versus eagle and it was like that's that's the most complicated version i think it would take them five minutes to do like a, a an easy version per cart and like I'm sure they could get like an intern or something to do it. Like I would have done it. Let me do it. <laughs> Hire copper. <laughs> Hire copper pitch. Uh, copper intern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. No, I, I I do know for facts that the uh, the cards themselves, like the border and the uh, the mana cost, you yeah. know, symbol and that's attack and health and all that. Be, those are layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be clear, though, sure. that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I I can't attest to the uh, actual card art itself being. Yeah. Uh, no, so in theory, layered in, in theory, the the borders wouldn't be animated. Although that being said, I do think like the shadow, like with those like runes and stuff, like if those were like animated, it would look awesome. Oh um, yeah, I think there's like so many things that they could do. Again, either those animations for the borders, um, it, there needs to be something a little bit more. And I've seen this uh, parroted many times in the GU Discord, so I'm not like the only one who's saying this. Uh, the the shiny cards need to be cooler in order to continue to hold their worth otherwise it's just a border which looks cool but uh it's also the sound it makes when you drop them yeah um, that's true 
I, uh, I like, yeah, no, I mean, any, uh, to, from my perspective, again, like, I, you know, I don't consider myself an artist or, uh, you know, anything of the like, but, uh, I, man, I, I love the shiny cards so much. I, I, I think they look so good. Um, I, I never, I never considered myself a sucker for aesthetics until I saw diamond rolling watcher to be quite frank. <laughs> um, but man, if he also like bobbed around and oh. like, you know, threatened me a bit with that knife of his, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'd just, I'd be more in love than I already am. <laughs> I've seen some people posting some in the arts and memes section in recent days. So I'm sure if you guys scroll up in the arts and memes channel in the GU Discord, you'll see them. But uh, people have been posting like, uh, there's, there's like super great technology these days where you can like literally make faces in paintings talk. And so there's been like one where like Jason was singing a song, uh, one where uh, Neferu was singing a song, and like it looks like actually legitimate. Like it, it it's that is mind blowing to me. Like the fact that like you could basically just probably draw where the lips and the face are or something in this program, or maybe it just knows, and then it can like trace your lips, I guess to like know how you're moving uh, your lips and it yeah like i, that I is don't terrifying it's terrifying uh there's jason deep fakes out there now so we'll never know if a uh, jason is real or fake if it's talking to us in person great um, <laughs> can't believe my eyes anymore awesome <laughs> yeah you really can't it's it's truly amazing uh so like uh not that i'm saying that they should do that because that is creepy as hell and they definitely shouldn't do that (laughs) (laughs) but there is like definitely programs out there that can take art and probably automate the fact that it would like animate whatever and i mean and even like if you look at like some of the art that they did for trial of the gods like uh like all the champions they each have their own animated um like movie file like they like there's Orpheo and he's like sitting on the couch and his hand kind of moves and his like head looks back and forth. Like I don't know if you remember from like when the set first launched. Oh, I do vividly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's quite obvious that they even have some of these cards already animated. Um and or even like the Borb, like there's a a movie file of the Borb and the Borb itself does not move, but there's kind of just like I'm looking at it right now. It's what I use for my Twitch. Uh, intro screen um it it's basically just uh a boar but then there's like little glowy sparks ember type things that are kind of floating all around the screen like even yeah, the little wisps yeah, yes like even this. just like adding something like that would be amazing um like there's just so many things that they could do so many like that would be yeah, such there's, there's easy definitely wins. room to grow for yeah sure. And I and get I it. There's people. Yeah, I think people uh, yeah. getting the shiny cards are probably, you know, not only speculating on like the scarcity and the future demand for them, but also those additional mechanics being yeah. rolled out at some point for, for sure. sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, uh, some of the cards. Um, somebody actually asked me this in my Discord today. There, um, if I was purchasing, you know, these copious amounts of meteorite cards uh with the idea of flipping them in the future or fusing them into shiny variants and um i mean i think there's something to be said about accumulating you know rather than reaching for a gold copy of a card if you accumulate you know uh 25 or whatever the equivalent you need is uh meteorite copies 
you kind of maintain that flexibility like you know if they do come out with these enhanced shiny cards and you decide like oh yeah that's for me you can always go ahead and fuse it when they uh, roll out that functionality or if they don't and maybe you know you're looking at uh the price of the meteorite copies and they've increased a bit or you know whatever it may be you can always choose to uh sell off a portion of the amount you've accumulated so yeah, no, I, I, I've definitely been uh, uh, keeping one eye on the future fusing capabilities and uh, keeping another eye on just making sure that number in my collection goes up. Yeah, I, I can't, I cannot wait for fusing. I really can't. As soon as they announce it, we're going to discuss in depth a whole fusing special. Oh, I'm excited for that. That's, that should be good. I've thought a lot about it. Uh. Um and another, I guess a, this is a pretty decent segue here. Another uh, potential uh, benefit of accumulating some extra copies of a card you might think will be better in the future, but might not see as much uh, usage or uh, you know popularity as you think it will, you know, later on down the road, is uh, if and when they roll out any kind of lending pools. Uh, or card rental mechanics where people can rent out their extra cards to people who may not want to purchase the cards for themselves outright, but might just want to use them, you know, for a few hours every weekend in order to get their 25 games in. Um, now, this is uh, this is something that... I hate this is, idea. I know you do, um, which is just mind-boggling to me. I, I, I'm not familiar with your reasons there, um, and I would love you to enlighten me uh, because, I mean, from my perspective, this is something that is only enabled by blockchain technology. If these oh, yeah. cards were not blockchain assets, there's no way for me to lend a paper card to anybody in a trustless manner and guarantee that I'll get the card back and guarantee that I will get the money from that person, you know, for you'd have uh, to you'd have to pay like goods or services. In, you know? An insurance company to like write up a policy and then even still they could destroy your card, but at least you get paid for it. But it would cost you a, so. a hell of a lot of money to rent a ten cent card if you <laughs> if you went that route. Exactly. <laughs> or or one smart contract. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I am just enamored of this idea. Um, I think it is the ultimate endgame. Um, and I'm just so curious why uh, you don't like it, let alone hate it. It says right here, <laughs> copper hates lending. I think you wrote why that. Why is that? I did. I did. <laughs> but it's, it's facts. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I maybe hate is a strong word. Um Maybe I just don't know enough about it yet. I, I don't know if I have a fully formed opinion on it until we have more details, maybe. I, I just don't think... Like, I don't like this idea of someone who's like, oh, yeah, I only play the game on the weekend for money, and so I rent cards to be as cheap as possible uh, to try and uh, game the system of not having to own the cards. Like, I think ownership of the cards is enabled by a blockchain technology and that's the cool thing and not owning the cards and just continuously renting them it just seems weird to me i I, like i feel like it will also drive down the price of cards overall i I think that's my biggest concern well let me just say maybe maybe that concern goes away with a larger player base 
Um, but like right now, I just think if you had lending, it would it would drive the price of cards down because there'd be less buyers, um, more renters. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's always going to have to be that equilibrium of well, if they're charging too much to rent, then they'll just buy, and if they charge, you know, too much to buy, then they can just rent. But I, I, yeah. I guess I don't like the idea either of, um, like, how do you rent like a ten cent card? Like, what would you even charge for it? I, I don't know. Hit me with some what? some hit me with some knowledge so it makes me like lending. Well, um, so I would argue that um, you're right uh, in some capacity in that uh, there may be less outright purchasers of a card if the option to rent is on the table. Um, Because, you know, if you're, especially if you're just a new player trying the game out for the first time and you're not sure how much of a, you know, investment you like to make in it, you can try the game out with, uh, you know, without having to deal with a limited collection by renting cards from people who do have a full collection. Um, And so, you know, maybe that prevents some upfront purchases. Maybe some people decide to only rent because they'll only be, you know, playing for a few hours each week. Um, But I would argue that that would increase the value of owning the card. Uh, because now all of a sudden, not only do you have the utility of being able to play the card whenever you'd like if you own it, but it also becomes a revenue-bearing asset. If you purchase a card, you can you you can think, oh, well, like not only do I get to play with it when I need, but when I don't need it, I can rent it out to somebody who wants it and you know earn revenue, kind of you know being a, a landlord so to speak, but. Uh, yeah, I you like know, that with idea. Digital cards. I, I love um, that idea, in fact. But like, and and maybe I just need to see more tools around it to make it easier. Like right now with IMX, if you want to buy a hundred pious giants, you have to do it one by one. And I just can't even fathom without having some type of mass lending platform where I could just be like lend out everything at the average value or whatever, like people with like tens of thousands of cards or even hundreds of thousands like how would you even do that you'd ha- it would take so long i mean i would uh i wouldn't look at it as like you know seeking out an individual and being like let me borrow your specific card um that functionality actually already exists there is a platform um i i could be misremembering the name i believe it's called nftx um, but it is a lending platform for NFTs where, you know, if you have a valuable NFT, it could be a God's Unchained card. It could be a piece of artwork. You can uh, put your piece up as collateral and people can offer you loans. Uh, you know, you, you set the terms between you and your counterparty. Say, I want to uh, say I need to borrow one ETH and you decide, OK, I'll lend you that one ETH for a month at the end of the month you pay me back 1.1 eth and i'm gonna hold on to your diamond demogorgon in the meantime and i go that sounds great i have i have every intention of paying you back here's my diamond demogorgon thank you for the one eth i'll get you 1.1 eth back at the end of the month Um, to be clear that is not what i was talking about 
Oh, I was going to say, well, that, that protocol already exists. Um, so, how, so how what's the God's difference? Unchained, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the difference then with Gods Unchained? How Gods Unchained, I think, would work best in my head would be something more similar to Compound, which is uh, Compound Finance, I should say, uh, is the name of the protocol there, where anybody and everybody can put up their various supported cryptocurrencies as collateral, and anybody and everybody can borrow those cryptocurrencies by putting up their own collateral um so uh where whereas i uh, I, I, I already (laughs) hate it so much i have to just stop you so (laughs) (laughs) so could couldn't in theory they just do this easier and have a smart contract that basically just i'm and maybe i'm dumb and don't know how smart contracts work but like couldn't i have a contract that literally says uh, here's the amount of time that this card will transfer into your wallet, and then as as the time expires, it will automatically transfer it back. Or does that not work? You always need some type of collateral because in the meantime, if that NFT goes into your wallet, you could just sell it or something. Oh no, the um. So uh, wait, <laughs> I think I might be uh, uh, misunderstanding your question a bit there, but um. Uh, so the. In the example I gave before, where I borrow an ETH from you in exchange for a demogorgon, yeah, um, you, you the smart contract would hold the demogorgon as collateral, right, 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 and I would borrow the one ETH from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. If I if I fail to pay back that yeah. one point one ETH, it I sends get... the demogorgon to your wallet. Yeah. If I do pay it back, it sends the demogorgon back to my wallet. But why does there have to be any collateral at all? Is my question. Like, can't there just be a smart contract that allows you to effectively hold the card but not own it? Um, and then after, like, X amount of time that you're borrowing it for, like, say that you pay uh, 0.1 ETH to borrow my Diamond Demogorgon for exactly three hours. Like, can't the smart contract, just without any type of collateral, can a smart contract say, okay, here's the time, the start time, here's the end time, as yes. soon as um yeah I, I was just getting to that um so get there in faster the, in the compound finance parallel um essentially what we could have are lending pools where anybody with an extra card can stake for lack of a better term their extra cards in that card's lending pool so let's say you have a demogorgon you'd like to rent out uh you put one demogorgon in the lending pool and there's a hundred other players that also put their demogorgons in the lending pool, right? Then oh. a user can go, okay, I'd like to rent two demogorgons. Uh, they would go to the demogorgon pool. There would be a predetermined rate. Perhaps it's a dynamic rate. Uh, let's say it costs 0.1 ETH to rent a demogorgon for the weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, so they would pay the 0.1 ETH and they would have the demogorgon in their collection for said weekend. And at the end of the weekend, that demogorgon would be removed from their collection. Uh, caution! And can I stop you there? I no, have to say, uh, <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, I have changed my mind. I love it now. You sure? Are you just saying that to get me to shut up? No, I, I, I sincerely <laughs> love this idea. Yeah, and then that point one ETH that that person paid to rent gets the divided up amongst all the demogorgon uh, liquidity exactly. pool. This is the first time I've understood what liquidity pools are. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay, that's a key point. That's a very key point. <laughs> I thought it exactly. was more like, yeah, like I had to post my thing to lend at the cheapest possible price. 
And then, oh, like, no, no, no. you'd be like, oh, I want to find the cheapest possible deal, so I'm getting a Demogorgon for, like, four cents for the weekend because someone was, they accidentally listed it for that cheap, and then, meanwhile, I posted mine for, like, 20 cents for the weekend or whatever, and then, like, mine never gets picked, and then what was the point? I'm, like, wasting all this time trying to, like, list stuff constantly. But the way you're saying it, oh, my God. This sounds amazing. Yeah. And it would it would also benefit the people that purchase tons of copies of a card because if you if you have twenty demogorgons yeah and there's a hundred demogorgons in the lending pool you get twenty percent of all the revenue exactly damn um, so I mean it would it would uh, it would benefit large holders it would benefit small holders with just a few extras here and there just earn a bit of passive income yeah. it would allow for cards that are in high demand like demogorgon to mm. get into the hands of a greater amount of players um you know because again like if somebody's just renting it for a couple hours uh you know that for availability goes right yeah. back after uh, yeah after they're done with their session so yeah no i think it's uh uh i think it's the end game quite frankly and um huh. i think it's it's been a key point in my uh gods unchained investment thesis uh since the very beginning just imagining it and <laughs> getting all excited and just waiting patiently <laughs> very interesting uh Copper's about to go buy out the entire supply of pious giants uh and demogorgons <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's interesting i've never i never really thought of it in that sense uh yeah definitely well so then who who sets the the rate of what it costs for a demogorgon that's a great question probably a good question to be determined by i don't know some sort of governance token but uh, <laughs> I mean, just you know uh, for, you know uh initial instinct would be just you know take the market value of the card and uh you know do like a prorated rate where it's like if somebody were to rent this for six months they would end up paying the full oh. market value and then wow. you could literally divide that up by the minute you could have people you know rent for 30 minutes you could have people rent for days or months whatever they so chose it's uh wow it, again like all of this is all enabled by these cards being blockchain assets the possibilities are limitless um you so, know, so that, that way as the market value of the card rises the cost to rent it per minute or per day or per month rises and uh vice versa so just to be clear it a user would have to put up some type of uh, collateral or no? The smart contract the, can just automatically send it back after a certain amount of time or the user has to put up like, you know, one ETH or whatever that if they don't return the Demogorgon, they lose their ETH. Uh, um, in my head, uh, since, you know, Immutable is in charge of the, you know, Immutable X platform, in charge of the client, in charge of the game itself, um, you know, for every you could have it so for every meteorite demogorgon that's put into the lending pool, that allows one person to rent one copy of demogorgon. But you don't actually have to move that meteorite demogorgon to their account. You could just issue a plain demogorgon on the back end for a set amount of time and just remove it at the end of the term. That sounds really centralized. Yes, yeah, there is a bit of compromise there, um, but. Again, like if you're going to trust any third party, it's probably the uh, party that's you know has the most at stake for the uh, health and integrity of the game. <laughs> yeah, <continuing>. I mean, <laughs> I I certainly would have no qualms. I don't think, but uh, I know I know some people out there on Reddit, especially 
they'll thumbs down <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. And uh, maybe that's the beauty of blockchain again is maybe somebody could build a more decentralized alternative that, uh, mm. you know, I'm just not quite smart enough or imaginative enough to think of, you know? Very interesting. Huh. I feel like I've uh, I've learned something here. I hope everybody else has too. Um, I feel like I have so many more questions and, and, and thoughts about this now that, uh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, if, if a user doesn't even need any collateral, then that would be, and if the only way to achieve that is a centralized way, I think that's still worth it because I would think kind of like you alluded, probably newer players, maybe who are just trying out the game, or if it's extremely rare cards, then of course, you know, even veteran players might be like, I never got my hands on a Demogorgon, and now they cost $4 million, so my only option <laughs> is is renting. But, uh, yeah, if it's new players who are just, you know, they want to test it out or they want to use it for the weekend ranked or whatever, um, it would be better to be as frictionless as possible. Like, if they need to put some type of collateral up, it might start to become a little too too much unless you're into the whole DeFi space and understand everything about uh, all that compound finance stuff. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be much easier to just be like, oh, okay, so two highborn knights costs like $3 to rent them for exactly. a day. Exactly. Like, yeah, yes. I'll just pay the $3 and now I have Love them for it. a day. Yes, uh, that's what I want. Yeah, so you may have to sacrifice some of the decentralized uh, aspects of it, but mm. yeah, I think the end result would be beautiful. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that you've convinced me. I've gone from, I'm going to say not understanding it, not not hating it. <laughs> I would say that I just didn't understand it. Fear uh, of the unknown. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> I'm angry at this thing I don't understand. I don't want a solution. I want to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, man. I've been there. Yeah, and now that you've uh, presented this beautiful idea to me, I um, it can't come soon enough. When lending caution? When? I hope the team feels the same way. I'm uh, very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I've definitely seen them talk about it in the past, so it's definitely something I think that's been on their on their radar. I don't know. I don't know when on their radar, but uh, it's certainly something I've seen them talk about. So hopefully, they agree with us. Yeah, it, it feels like an inevitability from uh, my perspective, but you know, I, I, I hope so. Fingers crossed. Uh, as someone who just watched Avengers Endgame, you keep talking about Endgame and how things are inevitable. Uh, are you a big fan of the Marvel series? I've never seen any of them. Okay, perfect. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening to Pods Unchained this week. <laughs> as Thank always. Thank you for bearing with me through that, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we came across sounding super smart of course i understood everything that caution just said to me i was just playing dumb so that the audience could learn um i definitely great job by the way yeah thank you thank you I, it was really hard <laughs> to hard to play that dumb when oscar <laughs> but uh let's spin up that little link and uh until next week caution have a uh, good weekend ranked good luck in that tournament hey you, you as well take it easy man So excited for you. Things are so bright for you. I hope that it's healing true. You bring so much fortitude. I'm so excited for you.